Welcome to our third episode of the University of Oregon College of Education Look No Feather podcast. I am Ixchel Verdugo, one of the academic advisors in the College of Education. And I'm Emma Biongard Bussain. I'm also one of the academic advisors in the College of Education. This episode is the second part of the series outlining the undergraduate majors in the College of Education and what opportunities are available for students who choose one of our majors. For this episode, we will be focusing on Educational Foundations, or EDF. We interviewed Allison Schmidtke, the Undergraduate Degree Program Director for the Educational Foundations major, and she will be giving you a deeper insight into EDF. So I'm aware that you were an Educational Foundations undergraduate major when you were here at the UO. So I was just curious, you know, just just in general, like what your experience was like, if there's anything that stands out to you in particular that, that you look back at now as a time that you really enjoyed. Yeah, I absolutely loved the major. Um, it was a really good opportunity for me to grow and connect not only with my peers, but then also with a lot of the professors. And that's what drove me back to um, coming back to, to campus as an advisor. So one of my favorite pieces was the experiential piece of the major. And not only being in a classroom with, with students in different elementary school settings, but also the conversations that we were able to have about our, about those experiences within the classroom um, with the guidance of professors and also a lot of their insight was really, really helpful. And for me, coming from more of a social justice background and just growing up with that, it was very affirming to come into a space that not only talked about those things, but stretched my mind and understanding even further um, than what I thought possible. So I think that was probably one of the key pieces of, of the program that allowed me to grow and to basically be where I am right now. Following up on that reflection, yeah. I was just curious, like when you got to the point where you had, you know, in classroom experience with the students, like were you nervous about it or were you just like ready at that point to kind of jump into it and you know just what it was like starting out yeah um well I didn't feel nervous at all about it just because when I was back in high school, when I was in Arizona, I had the chance to volunteer um, at this elementary school that I went to. So I already came in with a little bit of that experience. But even if I hadn't had that experience, I don't think I would have been too nervous about it just because the professors were really good about outlining what some of the expectations were and what our, some of our goals could be or what we could reflect on afterwards. So they made it very, very easy to just jump right on in and then um, be able to, to engage with students in a very different way. And then also just us knowing that we were going to have a chance to bring our experiences back to our class and talk about it also made it a lot easier to be very present and focused when um, when I was in in each of my placements because I knew that we were going to have a chance to to discuss and really gain a little bit more insight and do and it was kind of more of a collaborative effort with some of my peers to, to figure out some of those like potentially like trickier situations. Yeah, that's very interesting that you say that when I did my 
counseling masters, uh, we had something similar where we were like, you know, getting experience kind of in the field, but then had to come back to class. And I just remember initially I was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't have to do, do that. But then right. like going through it, it was so beneficial, like hearing from my classmates kind of if I had a situation I was, you know, struggling to figure out uh, how to handle or just what to do, like they could give me feedback and share their experiences, like either from before or, you know, what they were going through in that moment. So I totally get that kind of uh, appreciation for having that exchange, you know, with your classmates. Okay, so maybe with that, let's jump into the interview. So for your first question, could you please state your name and what you do at the U of O? Yes, my name is Dr. Allison Schmitke, and I am the undergraduate degree program director in the Department of Education Studies. And when I meet people who ask me, what do I do? I talk about my role as being kind of like a principal at a school. Why, in your opinion, should a student pursue EDF for educational foundations as a major? I think that students who are interested in education, this is a major that can be their academic home. And I say that in a couple of different ways. The first is that for students who are interested in becoming elementary teachers, the educational foundation is a pathway to do that. If you're interested in being a secondary teacher, then the certificate is the pathway to do that. So we've tried to really create ways that someone can find their way as a K through 12 future teacher. And I feel like both of those pathways share in common. A a major and a certificate that are really focused on thinking about schools in terms of why they are the way they are and what might be possible and what our role as future educators is inside of that possibility. Awesome. Thank you. So what excites you about the courses or coursework that students take in this major? I'm excited by the way in which the courses and educational foundations are focused on thinking about teaching through social justice. And I say that because when I was going through my teacher training, that was also a core part of it, but maybe not organized all the way through and through in the same way that the educational foundations major and certificate do that. And so I feel like that when students graduate from our programs, they are so far ahead of places from which I began as a teacher. And that just makes me hopeful. And I just feel like we create spaces or we try to create spaces in educational foundations where students can really think about their role in teaching and learning, who they are. And again, this idea of what's possible and also trying to understand who our students are and how we can reflect our students' lives in what we do. So I feel like we're doing that on a couple of different levels. We're doing that on a level of imagining who our future students are, but then also trying to model that in the classroom. And to me, that's just a really exciting project. And I just really am always humbled and just receive so much joy from students who want to be teachers because it really is sustaining to me that we meet all the time young people who who want to do the work and engage in the work. And I was going to say, too, just as an Ed Foundations graduate, too, um, I can definitely attest to all of that. And even coming from a social justice background already, just, you know, from family and all other experiences that I've had, it was nice to have that built into the curriculum because it felt 
somewhat familiar, but then also eye-opening in a lot of other ways. So thank you, Allison, for always embedding that into your teachings and all of that. That is really helpful feedback. Um, and I always, I listen so carefully just to alumni like yourself, um, because I think that's what we really try to do in terms of wanting to extend the learning. Learn from our students and then go further. And then again, learn from our students and then go further. And I, I do, I really feel like it's practicing what we hope our future teachers will do when they're in front of their own students. Great. So although EDF does not lead to teaching licensure, many future teachers start with EDF. Uh, so should anyone who's considering teaching be an EDF major? And I know you started touching on this a little bit, but maybe you can expand more. Yes, we have really tried to create a, again, a pathway for people who are interested in teaching and then making a choice point for those who want to specialize in thinking about elementary and those who want to specialize in thinking about high school, middle high school. And the goal in that is when middle high school teachers are out there majoring in their area of subject like biology or math or whatever it might be, that we really have a um, group of classes that complement that work that's focused on education. So what happens then in our classes is that we have a mix of K through 12 interest in, in the same spaces and that extends the conversation, but it's also just nice to find your people, if you will, people who are really interested in thinking and talking about teaching and learning from different angles and with different interests, but that conversation can occur and also, I think, challenge us in ways that are really, um, I don't know, add perspective and that really, in the end, helps us be better teachers. So when I think of Ed Foundations, I, I really do think of it as a K through 12 program, but I can, I also see these different tracks that people take based on their interests of elementary and secondary. I really see the Educational Foundations program as the full package. In other words, that when students go through Educational Foundations, the elementary or the certificate on their pathway, and they go on to UO Teach, they end with a very solid foundation in thinking about education. They end with a strong emphasis in social justice. In addition, with that fifth year of UO Teach, they end with the ESL endorsement. That's so important for so many of our school districts and serving all students the state of Oregon. Awesome. Thank you. So does the program have any required experiential learning opportunities? And if those are not required, are there other experiences that you would encourage students to consider as they prepare for their next steps? So there are three experiences. The first is a experience that students do self-directed before their junior year. And so we ask that students go out and have 30 hours of time in a formal setting. And the purpose of that is to really get a sense of this is the work they want to do, that they like young people and that they think that they have, um, they want to pursue that. But then also getting some feedback from a supervisor or a point of contact in the area to affirm that they have the capacity and they meet the responsibility to be in a formal situation. That occurs, um, you know, year one or two. And it, again, it's self-directed and it can occur during an academic year or during a summer. And then once we start in the upper division part of the coursework, we have two courses in field experience that are co-registered requirements. And both of those are 30 hours in the field. They can be in a classroom or in a organization that serves families and students. And the focus of that then is to really think about the 
the way in which the assignments in our EDST course can be, um, the field experience can be kind of like a textbook for that. The students learn maybe a learning theory or such, then they go out in the field and they um, have an assignment where they're looking or doing observation and they come back and report back on that. And our point is to really get a, a window into teacher life from the perspective of a teacher and then also understand the context of our students. It really is a time for us, the field is a time for students to begin to see teacher thinking in action inside classroom spaces or organizations because teaching occurs there too in a different context. And I really encourage students to consider doing organization experiences because once we're teachers inside classrooms, then we really don't often get to see the community perspective. And so I think having a community experience and a classroom experience is a really good foundation before becoming a teacher. Thank you. What careers do students who graduate from this major typically pursue with and without pursuing additional education? And also as kind of a follow-up to that, what are examples of careers the students go into that they don't typically think of? This is a great question. I would say that most of our students will go on to a teacher education or a graduate program to become a teacher, a licensure program. And many will come on to the UO Teach program in education studies. And many will go to a different program in the state of Oregon because maybe they can live in Portland at home and attend a school there, or maybe that they want to have a different adventure than Eugene. So they will go to a different school in the state of Oregon. And some of our students will leave the state and they will go to their home state or they'll want another adventure in a different state. So they will go to a different program out of the state of Oregon. We have students who go to graduate school besides becoming a teacher. We've had students go to graduate school in journalism, in um, education research, in special education, as well as in social work and psychology. So lots of different pathways in terms of thinking extended learning. And then we have many students who will want to take some time. Um, we've had students do gap years and travel. We've had students become education assistants in a school to get more perspective about what it's like to be in a school and further preparation before becoming a teacher. Um, we have had students who have gone on to become youth coordinators at organizations. We've had students go on to be college advisors. So I'd say that, um, and I, I always think it's interesting too, the way in which we start to imagine teaching in all kinds of different careers world, right? Like the way in which academic advising is also teaching. So I, I just really encourage students to think about their skill set as, as translating into many bases and having many options. And I think that we really try to help students do that in terms of imagining what they might want to do. And also um, some students just want to take some time before they do a year of graduate school and begin their career. They want to they wait a little bit. And so trying to help them find a place to do that, maybe education related, I'd say the other popular option that students have done is working in outdoor education and serving the state of Oregon's outdoor school. And that's been a very popular option for students to do for a year or two or even longer before they become a licensed teacher. Awesome. This actually segues into the next question really well. So given that students take multiple paths after graduating from EDF, um, what transferable skills do students gain from pursuing this major that will be helpful to them with their future endeavors? I think having critical thinking and critical analysis skills, being able to um, ask critical questions, being able to see things from multiple perspectives, being able to um, you know, be teaching is highly collaborative. So working with many different types of people and small groups 
and I, I hope gaining confidence in terms of thinking about professional identity, and I hope gaining confidence in exploring identity and knowing that that's always a process. And I also think about the way in which teachers just to be really flexible. We just have to be able to roll with it and be kind of go with what's happening and stay centered. And so I hope that we we give students, I guess, I guess confidence. I that coming back to that word, confidence that they can do that. And maybe it's we have to model that. So maybe they see us staying calm when something doesn't work or something is different than we expected and just really um, staying centered in that moment. And I really hope students leave our program feeling that they can do that and they're ready for what's to come. Thank you. Okay. So this is our last question. As a research university, we know that there's a lot of fascinating discoveries happening in your department. So can you tell us about something that you find fascinating and that you think listeners might want to learn about in relation to the research that's taking place? I feel so fortunate to work with colleagues who all share a commitment to transforming schools, but yet express that commitment in very different ways. And I'm very grateful to um, always to be in a space in which learning something new is what we do. I think teachers are always learners. And so being able to work with colleagues who share that idea, it's always really wonderful to take the time to hear about what other people are doing. So I'm thinking about, for example, the way in which Dr. Edward Olivos focuses on the relationship between bicultural parents and schools, as well as developing bilingual educators, or the way that Dr. Joanna Good's research is about how educational policies and practices can foster equity, access, and inclusion in K-12 through computer science education, or Dr. Lucero's work in critical literacy pedagogy, or Dr. Jennifer Huseman's research focusing on how students imagine their futures and how their futures influence learning in the present. All those people do very different things than me, and so when I hear them talk about their work, I learn from them. And yet what I appreciate is how we're all held in the same space in education studies about working towards doing school differently and maybe helping future teachers imagine how to do that differently. So that's what I really love about working with such great colleagues. Just as a quick follow-up on that, what's your research on Curious? Yes. So I am, I would say I'm a specialist in social studies education. And so I really work hard to try to help social studies teachers, I guess, do social studies in ways that are engaging and student-centered and also really maybe, well, really extend the existing curriculum that social studies teachers use. So I would say um, best example of that is uh, recently I co-authored a project with Dr. Leilani Zabzalian and Dr. Jeff Edmondson about teaching Lewis and Clark from Native perspectives. And we created seven lesson plans for elementary teachers and seven lesson plans for secondary teachers. And really our, our goal was to take on those stubborn narratives about Lewis and Clark that are retaught every year and provide teachers with material that's ready to go and then also support them in that work. And I think that's what's been really fun is the book's been out now for about a year or so. And then just hearing from teachers about how they're using the materials and then being able to revisit what we did and then also help them do what we offered. And that's just been a joy to do that. So I really do love working with teachers. And I probably hear from somebody uh, at least every other week who's using the book with questions or with, hey, I did this and it worked great, or hey, I suggest this for next time. And those are just the best emails. So it's just really been a pleasure. 
Allison, if there was anything that you feel, you know, you wanted to add in addition to the questions that we asked you, you like are free to. You know, I was thinking about that question about the skills that we leave with. And I think maybe one thing I would add is hoping that students are resourceful because teachers have to be so resourceful. And so that I hope that students can feel like they can rely on that skill to be able to pull together and reach reach to all kinds of different people and sources to be able to um, do the work. That's, I think, what I would want to add. I was going to say 100%. Like, I don't think I would have been able to come back to the U of O and be successful in the roles that I've had here without that. Because I've usually been kind of the hub or like the main person for information. So it's like I learned how to do research quickly and, you know, for students who are calling in or even students that I'm meeting with for an advising appointment, like all of those pieces are coming together now as I'm diving into this new role. So definitely. There's also something really creative in that, which I think is exciting, right? Like I think, and I think that's something that maybe Ed Foundations does too, that in terms of thinking about the, the art of that and finding really the beauty in that of being able to, you know, think quickly and read a context and then put all those things together and make a connection and affirm a student. And that's just really, that's just really wonderful. Also, I'm really glad that you're both here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That was such a good interview. And, you know, as uh, I was listening back to it and obviously going through it, something that kind of stood out to me and that I wanted to ask you more about since you had this like personal student experience throughout, you know, actually going through the major, what were some skills that you feel that you gained and kind of honed throughout uh, your undergrad and that you think might be like beneficial to, to share with the listeners? I would probably, I mean, there's a lot, but I think one of the biggest pieces is the reasoning. So uh, being very critical about the information that I come across and how it is that I can use it in ways to get the most out of a lesson or a session with a student. I think that piece was in a way critical to a lot of the work that I've done, not only as an elementary school teacher, but then now as an advisor as well, because then I can really pinpoint exactly what the student is needing um, and kind of in a way reading between the lines um, when meeting with a student. So, and then also knowing what resources are actually going to be beneficial to the student instead of just saying, you know what, here's a random resource for you to use. Um, You know, you can navigate that, you know, whichever way that you need to. But I think that piece allowed me to be more intentional about the resources that I'm sharing and also giving the student the reasoning about why I'm sharing that resource with them, I think is kind of the biggest one. And then on top of that too, a lot of the work that I've done and that I guess we kind of all do at the university is very collaborative. So it was nice to be a part of a group or cohort through education foundations that in a way kind of like they were growing with me. Um, so that was really nice to to see and be able to connect with them in a very different way. And then also like the patience that comes with it too, because a lot of us were at very different stages of growth. So I think being able to collaborate with people that are at varying levels that have different levels of understanding um, of different topics. And then we kind of each filled in the gaps as we went along. And that's something that I find myself doing even in my role now as an advisor and what collaboration looks like or what it could look like. 
So it's nice to be able to apply some of those, some of those pieces to a lot of the roles that I've had inside and then outside the university. So it's been, it's been great. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too, when you think about kind of having the opportunity to go through a program with a group of colleagues, like, you know, in yeah. a way, but fellow students, um, to see them grow, as you mentioned, but then also like, mm-hmm. at least I think about these often because sometimes you don't notice your own growth, but then if you have relationships with other people and they feel like they can kind of share that with you and point out, you know, when you have kind of expanded your thinking or, you know, maybe changed how you view something or, you know, something that you did, um, that can be very like just powerful and like impactful because that can kind of open up your eyes to, to like the work that you did, even though maybe you weren't necessarily aware of it, but then also just to notice kind of the process that you went through to, to get to this change, you know, and in, in, in thinking or doing. Exactly. Yeah. And also just having the experience of just engaging in those kind of conversations. Um, and sometimes like there's, cause there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with some of those tougher conversations. So I think having that ability is also um, something that I got out of the out of the program. And then and I think also just because our professors modeled that so well, and they were always very willing and open to say, you know what, like, oh, like this was my experience. Oh, like I messed up here or I did really well here. So it was they built a really good framework for us to be very self-reflective and open to hearing the experiences of others and their own, their own process and their own growth. That's so important. And that's, you know, great that we have that with this, this major. So, um, you know, thank you for sharing your experience with the the listeners. And yeah, I I feel like I just learned a lot and obviously I love collaborating with you. So with that, we're wrapping up our episode uh, and we are looking forward to uh, connecting with all of you again in our next episode. And that will be on the family and human services major. So we're looking forward to that. <music>